It's DTS 204 and the Destiny 2 Year 2 reveal is happening today, plus a $100 million investment in Bungie from a Chinese publisher, plus Warframe Devstream 112. All that more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to the DTS Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What is up, my dude? We're we're recording this, uh, to frame it, Monday night. I know there's going to be tons of stuff happening today on Tuesday by the scheduling of it, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about this last week news-wise before we even get to the year two reveal stuff. So, with all that said, Diddy, how was your week, man? My week was great. We had some cooler weather. Well, we had some really hot weather, and then it cooled off Sunday. It got to 100 degrees on Saturday, and then it was in the 90s. On Sunday, we had a really nice cloudy morning hike on Sunday, so that was very nice with the dogs. And then Monday rolls around, we're we're back at it. Boom! What'd you play? I know you, you guys are playing Killing Floor 2 right now, right? Yes, we and are playing Killing Floor 2, it. and you're going to get it uh, because <laughs> you're going to play with us because it's super fun. Uh, we played, we loved the first one, uh, and the second one is better. It, it's great really grindy of course with different perks different classes and you just shoot zombies in the face different difficulties are really cool the new bosses are actually quite interesting um not gonna spoil anything but if you just want a fun co-op game that's just survive and shoot and win or lose killing floor 2 is super fantastic look for it on a steam sale uh pretty soon yeah steam sale is probably what gonna be two three weeks from now now is there still the bullet time? Because that was one of my favorite things about Killing Floor 1. Yes, and you'll love it even more because in Killing Floor 2, uh, they talk about the, the they call it Zed time because that's what the enemies are called. In the Zed time, the slow-mo, uh, the frames actually increase so it's a smoother motion. Mm. It's really mm. cool. All right, I might have to throw the 30 bucks at it before the Steam sale. I'm trying to wait for the Steam sale. You know I'm getting it then. I am playing right now alongside Destiny 2, and I played a lot of Warframe this week. Holy cow. I've got, I'm getting pulled back in, guys. It's happening. I'm really excited for the new Sacrifice Quest. We're going to talk about that, plus the Tenocon new Warframe in one month. revealed. One month, that's right. But there's a free-to-play ARPG called Path of Exile. This is like the current day OG Diablo game, right? Diablo 3 had some setbacks. Yes, they improved it, but like the Diablo community is diving deep into Path of Exile. It's a free-to-play game on Steam. It's very, very good. And they just came out with their new season. They're called Leagues. And the Incursion season launched last Friday. I've played some of it, but I have made an active commitment to grind it this season or League. And so I have put in about 20 ish hours into maybe no wait that's not that much i've put like 15 hours into it so far and it's really fun i'm trying to do it mainly as like information for the channel to talk about what what these looter games are like are there elements from these looter games that the fps things like borderlands or destiny can maybe implement but it has been fun so that's my little mini rant if you guys want to check it out it's free to play i've never played a diablo game to be honest and now that i'm like 100 percent a pc gamer I'm I'm looking at. It. I saw the gameplay. Uh, you streamed it the other day, and it looks super fun. So I might actually get Sanic and I into that as well. 
it's another one of those Warframe type things where you stumble upon it and you realize if I had this level of good free to play games growing up, I would have failed school, dude. Like it's probably good that we didn't have this amount of awesome back then. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we'd probably be professional gamers at this point. So, <sighs> oh, you know it. <laughs> I mean, we got League of Legends, Dota, Heart of the Storm. Uh, <laughs> oh man! And then, uh, of course, you've got uh, Path of Exile and Warframe, and then you got uh, Iron Sight as well, free to play yeah. shooter. I, I mean, there's so many options, and they all look great. Fortnite. Like back in the day, RuneScape 2007 was the jam. You uh-huh. know, that yep. was it. <laughs> All right, let's hop into the news. We've got that Destiny 2 year to reveal. News! All right, as I said, Monday night is when we're recording this. There's tons of news from this last week. However, today, the Destiny 2 year to reveal stream is happening at 9 a.m. Pacific time for Bungie. I'm going to put this thing up early in the morning, so enjoy it, twitch.tv slash Bungie. Diddy and I will be watching, and we'll give our feedback and, and talks on it next week. You can bet your bottom dollar. The TWAB's going to have more news, and they're going to be pushing out a lot of press about this stuff at that time. Diddy from the flavor art of the card and the short little three-second video teaser we saw today. Looks like we're going back to the reef. The rumor mill is there's a new race. Um, I don't want to get into the rumors because... It's all going to be happening. By yeah, it'll happen today. <laughs> Game director Steve Cotton and project lead Scott Taylor. So names that you may recognize from previous reveals. However, this kind of goes back to our comment, Diddy, where it does seem like the way Bungie does everything is very project-based. Every single project, I feel like, gets their own creative lead, and there still is no overlord captain of destiny 2 you know what i mean there's no ian hazacostas for destiny yeah each each expansion has their own little team and then as each expansion comes out the leads are involved for the first couple weeks and then it's moved on to the next team it's uh interesting yep faction rally 3 is going down guys this time uh there are they are doing some really cool stuff with the faction rally so essentially your reputation progress is retained throughout multiple events and each time you you know, rank up, it now counts towards something that you can see in game. Even when you reach that rank up 30, you can continue turning stuff in to get legendary gear. And this time, kind of interesting, they're offering exotic armor ornaments or masterwork catalysts for exotic weapons. Dead Orbit is getting the Graviton Lance Catalyst, New Monarchy, the Sweet Business Catalyst, and Future War Cult will be getting the Sunshot Catalyst. For anybody who doesn't know, the masterwork catalysts are kind of like the exotic bounties in Destiny 1, if you remember, like, Bad Juju or whatever. So when you get it to drop, you got to go through a bunch of steps, and then you can finally complete it and get that added bonus of what the, the Masterworks thing is, the catalyst is for that weapon. Did he... Who's going to win this? Dead Orbit. Yeah. Graviton Lance is so good right now. Uh, man, yeah. that rework is is hot. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be... Dead Orbit's going to win, and then it's going to be Future War Cult for the Sunshot, yep. and then Sweet Business. Or I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a toss-up for the second one. Mm-hmm. I think the Sunshot one is cool, but I I think it's exactly as you call it, Dead Orbit, Future War Cult, followed by my old-school D1 homies' new monarchy. <laughs> uh, each faction now features those ranks, like I mentioned to you guys, and the weapons look pretty cool for this time around. There's a new system called Renown. So basically, um, after pledging to your faction... 
Players may earn renown by completing a public event or patrol or by defeating high-value targets on destinations. Players who loot a lost sector with renown active will receive significantly more faction tokens than usual. The more stacks of renown they have, the more faction tokens you get. Renown is lost when players are defeated by enemies, so be careful when you're attempting to loot a lost sector. Your health regen is reduced when you have that high stack of renown. Enemy kills have a chance to drop health orbs. Players' damage is decreased. Scales with stack up to 5 and then incoming damage increased. And while renown is active on a player, others around them can see which faction they have pledged to. So only in third person. But if you go into third person, you can see like a little flowing, glowing, flamey thing behind their chest. What do you, what do you make of all this, Diddy? I mean, I think it's great that they're trying to incentivize the participation and the more you play right the renown increases the level of challenge in gameplay it's kind of like that modifier as you continue to play gets a little bit more challenging i like that a lot uh i i agree i think that they're trying to be creative and, and within the confines of what they're able to do they're trying new creative stuff with the event and i like that i like that very much and you can you can by the way switch factions and you don't reset your progress throughout like that's really the whole nice. course of the season there's going to be three faction rallies for season three that lines us up perfectly with the september release date for uh taken queen or uh as you know the well we'll probably know the full details of the title tomorrow right the forsaken something or whatever yeah i think so yep yep so uh overall pretty cool i would love it if you could see the actual glowing flaming thing without third person because <laughs> I don't know how often I'm going to be going into third person and be like oh there's a future war cult buddy cool <laughs> well I mean how often do you look at your uh, your warlock bond or your hunter cape rarely you exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, escalation protocol is getting a little bit of a nerf they're essentially dropping the power of the enemies at the uh, further wave values the I think waves one through three are identical, but four yep. through seven are getting a little bit of a drop. And the reason they're making this change, according to them, is that they want to make the activity for a fire team of three at 385 power more approachable and more doable. So what do you make? What do you make of this one, dude? I mean, I didn't want them to nerf Escalation Protocol, but i understand they want it to be more approachable like you said since there's no good matchmaking system for this activity in place i think this is pretty much one of the only things they could have done to make it more accessible to less people right it doesn't require seven or nine players in an instance to complete it anymore uh, hopefully you know a three-man team at 3d5 like you said has can easily beat it because they said that's what their goal was right their goal was to mm -hmm. have a fire team of three since that's your fire team that you can bring into the patrol space yeah uh, that's that's the goal for them to be able to complete it yeah i mean we've talked about it at length probably throughout most of war mines coverage escalation protocol is a fantastic idea and it does offer something really hard probably one of the more challenging activities in destiny 2 i think the solution here again goes back to the drawing board of make it match make matchmake the activity if you want to or have an in-game social tool that lets you put a group together to do it and then three difficulty tiers you've got one that players who just finished the campaign get a taste of it at a much lower uh, power level and a much smaller difficulty curve and, and maybe only like three or four waves rewards. at that point exactly exactly and then a medium difficulty and then this end game really hard difficulty because when when you just have this one version and they're going to drop it down and make it a little bit more approachable. It doesn't make sense 
why would you not leverage that content for more people while still preserving that high-end, high-difficulty version with the best re re uh, rewards possible? Yeah, and I mean, we saw videos from, of course, they were the top-end PvEers, like Glad and Slayerage, those kinds of players, defeat Escalation Protocol with only three people, right? But yeah. like I yeah, said, yeah. those are the, the top 0.1%ers of the PvE Destiny world. Of course, they're going to be able to do, do it first, right? Because they're the ones soloing every single raid boss by themselves just without dying. Yeah. But, you know, of course, it's... I, I agree with what you said, that you sh we should have that really, really hard activity that not everyone can complete. I think that should be in the game. Some some type of goal, maybe one day I'll be able to do that. Do you think if they made Escalation Protocol a mode in the game on every destination and made it matchmakeable, is that something you think they should put resources towards? Yes. Because I feel like Absolutely. it is free. It's a freebie. They've put all the stuff in place and then all they would need to do for the different planets is place the enemy types in yeah you'd have to code and put boss mobs in and that would take time and effort but there is something really cool about stumbling stumbling upon a hard activity in a patrol space you don't I mean, have that i mean this would kind of be silly but just as an example think of like a crucible map that you load into with six or 12 people and it's escalation protocol right archon's forge right whenever you activated that in um destiny one it closed off the room and you know it was its own networking instance that people had to like load into you and had then to crouch was... walk wait 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 before you get deeper you had to slowly crouch walk in and out of that loading zone <laughs> desperately praying you matched people okay keep going i mean yeah of course exactly right hopefully the technology has improved a little bit since then but <laughs> Something like that, right? I think that would be super great. If they have to reuse assets, Crucible map, just Ogres and Hive or Fallen right there in a Crucible map that uh, a PvEer normally wouldn't play because they don't play PvP because, you know, that's what I do, right? That's pretty much all I play in Destiny 2. I don't like to touch the Crucible, but if I had to, Escalation Protocol, let's do it. You play the Crucible. You phrase that really, like, <laughs> carefully. It, we are kind of yin and yang. I mainly play PvP these days with Sassy, and you mainly play PvE side of the game. So uh, I do want to transition into the NetEase thing here because this is a really big company from China, and they get a $100 million investment. So Bungie, which I did not know, by the way, Bungie.net, I think, is on the S&P. You can actually, I think, buy stock in Bungie.net, which didn't think they were publicly traded and maybe bungie.net isn't directly tied to them but hmm. regardless netease makes a hundred million dollar investment and i'm going to read a bunch of stuff here but this is important i think especially for the destiny player base so bungie's games have never been released in mainland china before but that could change in the future i'm quoting here from a game industry.biz article written by brendan sinclair if you want to check it out links will be on destinytheshow.com so the NetEase is a Chinese online gaming company, and it announced that they did this $100 million investment into Bungie. Um, it's not hard to frame the deal as Bungie teaming up with a partner who can bring its games into the Chinese market. Studio CEO Pete Parsons, this is the new CEO of Bungie as of like, what, a year and a half, two years ago, mm -hmm. indicated that it was more a hypothetical opportunity than a reason for the partnership in the first place. And here's the quote from Pete. 
Really what this partnership is about is bringing the expertise NetEase has, sharing ideas, and allowing us to incubate new ideas, Parsons <laughs> said. There's no explicit deal to publish our games in China. It's more that they share our passion for games, our passion for building worlds that inspire friendships and build communities. That's the entire focus of it. And the article goes on to read, Bungie is also looking at the deal as a way to further its ambitions as a global multi-franchise entertainment studio by learning from its new partner's experiences. All right, I'm going to pause here and paraphrase the rest of the deal. The $100 million like investment is enough to give them, I think, a seat on the board at Bungie. So NetEase is stepping into a significant partnership with these guys, at least at the high end. NetEase is not like this unknown company. NetEase is pretty much the company that publishes almost all of Activision Blizzard's stuff in China. So if you look at Hearthstone, you look at Overwatch, NetEase are the publishing company of those games in China. I don't know exactly why. I think it has to do with the fact that like Chinese tax laws are weird and having like a Chinese company handle the publishing means all of the tax stuff is on them. I could be totally wrong on that. But essentially, these are the guys who are pushing Blizzard's games out in China for the most part. You can look it up online. The interesting language in all this stuff, Diddy, is the fact that Bungie explicitly in all these press releases have talked about wanting to be a multi-franchise studio, but more so than that, self-publishing. Bungie plans to focus on self-publishing games. Moving forward, I'm going to read here from Sarah Needleman, who is the tech reporter over at the Wall Street Journal, and she says that uh, China's NetEase does the investment, uh, and they want to use this money to create new games that Bungie will self-publish. That means closely held Bungie doesn't intend to rely on Activision Blizzard to publish new games it makes, something it currently does for hit its, hits, its hit franchise Destiny. Okay, so, and... Here's another Pete Parsons quote. A big part of our focus is to self-publish in the future. We'll decide the business model and how the worlds we create go into the market. And neither Bungie or Activision have disclosed sales for Destiny, blah, blah, blah. Keeps going on. All right, Diddy, you want to unpack this for us a little bit? I mean, obviously, this is a huge opportunity for Bungie, right? To finally have their game available in China. That's a huge gaming market right now. I think this partnership probably stemmed, of course, from Activision. Activision said, hey, we got Blizzard's games in China. Here's this dude. Let's let's partner you guys up and uh, let's get some destiny over in China. Um, I think that's interesting because let's think about this. They say multi-franchise, right? Think about Blizzard. Easiest comparison because it's under the same Activision umbrella. Blizzard has all these different franchises, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Here's the storm, Hearthstone, whatever, Hearthstone, and Starcraft. Starcraft, of course, right? Yeah! How could I forget the ultimate <laughs> gaming experience? Um, and if Bungie can move that direction, I mean, I think I'd be interested in some other Bungie gaming products. <laughs> uh, I would, I would certainly be interested that in there. I mean, who wouldn't want to see Bungie slapped on a video game and look into it, right? Wow. Yes, I would love to. I'll explain further. Hold on. Let me read two more paragraphs, and then I'll give my two cents. Okay. <laughs> In announcing the deal, NetEase noted that Bungie founder and chief creative officer Jason Jones, this is a quote, will begin the creation of new worlds. 
Parsons, who's the CEO of Bungie now, confirmed the tense of that phrase, saying the studio has been almost entirely focused on building Destiny. Almost entirely focused, did he? It's not that we don't have new ideas, things we want to do, and concepts we'd like to test out. But ultimately, we want to be a global game and entertainment company. We want to be able to build games that are inspiring people from around the world, and this partnership in part will allow us to do that, to begin that incubation and development process in a real way. So, is this them just looking to publish Destiny in China? No. This Initially, is I would say yeah. I agree, I agree, but the multi-franchise element here seems to be more than just getting right. a game out in China, right? Yeah. And if wouldn't it be Activision who gets the decision to publish the game in China? Like, wouldn't it be Activision who approaches NetEase to say, hey, publish Destiny out there, right? I think... I it, don't know. I think they would only have that about Destiny, right? With Bungie yes. moving towards self-publishing, if they do their own game and they say, hey, we want this published in China, I don't think they'd have to go through Activision at this point. Or, might be, excuse yeah. me, at that point. That's a good point. So, I think you hit the nail on the head. They kind of want to be a blizzard. They want to be making multiple games at the same time. They want to continue to expand. And when he said almost, they've been almost entirely focused on Destiny. I think some of the thousand people at Bungie maybe are working on other <laughs> stuff that isn't Destiny. I I don't know. Probably Luke just, Smith, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, remember what they did with Halo. They had a contract to make five Halo games, or maybe after Halo 1, then they signed the contract to make... All we know is that those dudes wanted out of their contract to make Halo games after Halo 3. They wanted that to be the end, but they still contractually owed Microsoft two more Halo games. We got ODST and we got Reach. Both really cool games, but you can definitely tell they are offshoots. They are a little bit different flavor than that original series. There's Easter eggs for Destiny in ODST. They had their mind and, and sight set on a new franchise while they were still having to create contact, you know, games for their contractual ob obligations. I wouldn't say it's a stretch to say this is a similar thing, that maybe some of the higher-ups at Bungie, I don't want to say are bored with Destiny, but they're creative people, and they don't want to be harnessed into one singular world. There Oops, are, <laughs> I think, there are certain levels within different companies, right? It's all about business and red tape, right? There are certain levels or positions that are looking for the next big thing or the next step for their company, and this was obviously a long time in the making. Yeah. And I think, yeah. let's think about a very specific uh, opportunity for Bungie right now. Multi-franchise, splitting the company, the thousand-person studio up into smaller teams. Each team gets their own project. That means a smaller team for Destiny, which hopefully means there's not as many, uh, as many stalls. Yeah in development and hopefully yeah. they could push out more content obviously that'd be years in the future and at that point we'd be looking at the very end of the 10-year destiny cycle but hey maybe or me may vicarious visions right they just did warmind they did a great job by themselves maybe yeah. they're bringing in uh, vicarious visions to handle destiny while bungie does their multi-franchise other things yep i think that's spot on my fear your fear, probably most people's fear when they hear this is, uh-oh, you mean they're taking people away from Destiny? It's yeah. barely keeping up <laughs> as is. 
but maybe I mean, that part could of be a great thing. It could be. Maybe a smaller team. Warframe is a really small team, and they've been able to get quite a bit done, honestly. Destiny is a totally different ballpark, and I'm not saying I know anything about the development side, but um, anyway, I thought that was pretty good to share. Let's talk about the Warframe Deathstream 112. Two main things to take away from this. This is the last Deathstream before Tenocon, which you said is what, in a month? July 7th. That's a Saturday. Oh, almost exactly a month in a few days there. Mm-hmm. There's a new cinematic story quest coming to the game called The Sacrifice, and they are hoping to release it before Tenocon. I saw Reb tweeting about it today. I think they're trying to get it out probably this week. If you guys have not beaten the second Dream Quest or the War Within Quest within Warframe, I highly recommend you guys try and get through those quests. To me, they are my like ever Everest experiences with Warframe. Absolutely loved, loved that experience. And do whatever you can to not let it be spoiled. <laughs> and then the other thing, did he? A new Warframe was shown off. Ooh. And you saw it. I saw the name. I see a still. I have not watched the clip. But it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, his name right now is Vlad internally. They don't have a finalized name for him. And he's kind of like a vampire Warframe. You essentially like cool. tag enemies. And those tagged enemies can tag other enemies to fight for you and fight alongside you. Huh. He's got a beard. Like, Vlad has a glowing beard of energy, and I want him just for that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, pretty cool, Can you change though. the color of the beard? Oh, yeah. Dude, this is fashion frame. You can oh, change okay. all the Excuse stuffs. me. <laughs> yeah. and, and then there's some different information about uh, new melee weapon designs, stuff like that. But really... Tenocon is likely where you're going to see announcements about the next open world kind of update for Warframe, the next big stuff coming down the pipeline. If you guys are a little fatigued with Destiny 2, check out Warframe. It's phenomenal. It's it free. is a really good game. It's free. Can't beat it. All right, the three F's. It's, it's the three F's. It's free. It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's Kicked PH. off the Whatever. show. That's the end. You don't even get to say where people can find your content. Oh, but where can they find con your, your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. -S. E3 this weekend. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of announcements. Enjoy the reveal stream stuff this week, guys. We will talk in detail about it next time, but this NetEase announcement, I think, was a big enough deal to deep dive it. So uh, join the conversation on our Discord at discord.me slash destinytheshow. We'll be in there yelling about the reveal stream all week long. And you can follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at BBKDragoon. And if you want to read more about the stuff we talked about today, our website is destinytheshow.com. All right, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.